The Red Sox hit the stretch run with a modified goal. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Red Sox in Baltimore this weekend to take on the Orioles. And the goal for the rest of this month is pretty pretty simple for the Red Sox. And that is to be in contention come September. Red Sox five games out entering play on Friday of the final wild card spot. And the goal... It's pretty simple. The Red Sox and Alex Cora want to be in the conversation and see what they can do in September against teams that are ahead of them in the wild card race. What does that mean? I think when September 1st rolls around, the Red Sox need to be three games out of that final wild card spot. That gives them a shot to have a decent September and get into the postseason. There's obviously a lot of teams they have to leapfrog, but they play a lot of those teams down the stretch. Nathan Navaldi was scheduled to start Thursday in Pittsburgh. Now he's going to start Tuesday in an important series against the Toronto Blue Jays. His velocity's been down a little bit, and we also talk about the fact that Nate is a free agent after this year. Here's my conversation with Nathan Navaldi. AC was talking about the fact that um, basically the team's philosophy at this point is let's get to September, let's be in contention, and then you guys are going to figure things out when everybody starts this team starts to get whole is that kind of your philosophy as well that you guys have been kind of you know, mucking through this for a while and and now is the time where it kind of gets started yeah I mean we're slowly piecing together the team that we started out with at the beginning of the season um you know we've had a lot of injuries and a lot of you know ups and downs throughout the rotation uh defensively everything like that but now everybody's starting to come back now and uh the guys that have picked up the slack and are um, you know they're here and they're starting to feel comfortable. So I think moving forward now it's again like AC said you know you kind of wait till September and um, all the teams that are in front of us you know we get to we get to play them. So it's nice that we have our fate in our hands. How would you define what this season's been like? I mean there's been some good points, some challenging points. There was the trade deadline situation. How would you define what this season's been like as compared to, to others that you've uh, been a part of? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I feel like this year we've definitely had a lot more ups and downs, whether we're dealing with, uh, you know, the beginning of the season we just struggled. We didn't play good baseball, and then we had the good month following that, and then the injury bug hit us. So I think it's just the consistency of everything as a whole. Um, I feel like most of the time when we start the season, we usually start off a little slow, and then we pick up steam, and we kind of go from there. But right now, it's uh, the season's been up and down uh, to me. Coming out of the Yankees start, where do you feel like things are at for you? Obviously, folks see the velocity, but also see the uh, the real gr- solid aspect of your other pitches at this point. Where do you feel like things are at for you, and, and is there any explanation in regard to the velocity? Um, I, I would say the uh, velocity issue is mechanics. I mean, I'm feeling really good and everything like that, and I, I'm just still feeling a slightly off mechanically, but I, like, I, like you said, I've been able to rely on my other pitches and to navigate an outing and um, – you know, it, it, I can't go. I can't, I can't go out there thinking about velocity. I got to go out there and making sure I'm making all my pitches. And I think, if anything, it's kind of a. I don't, don't want to say a good thing, but I've had to w- really focus on all my off-speed pitches and really, uh, you know, I can't rely on my fastball. I got to be able to rely on my off-speed pitches to get me out of jams, and I've been able to do that, and I've been able to, uh, you know, go a little deeper into the games that way. How do you feel that benefits you, kind of in the long term as well? Where some guys will throw in the high 90s throughout the course of the career into their mid to late 30s, but most guys have to kind of you know, figure figure it out as they get to the later portion of your career of their careers. Do you feel like there's there's a benefit to you know, perhaps pitch in a different way? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, you got to be able to adapt out here. The batters are extremely talented. They have a good scouting report about you coming into the game. And, you know, I've talked about it before. You have to have, like, you can't only you can't only have one game plan when you go out there. You have to have, you know, a backup to that one and possibly a third backup plan when you're out there competing. And you got to be able to uh, um, adjust when you're out there pitching. And I think having the off-speed pitches that I do and, um, you know, I'm still using my fastball a lot. I'm still getting ahead and 
I've, if anything, I've been able to kind of set up my fastball later in counts, which has been able to help me out a lot. There's been a lot of discussion about you know, the future of Bogey and JD and everybody else. So I'm curious as to where kind of things are at with you. Have you put it completely aside to the offseason? You've been talking with the front office at all? Where are yeah, things at? I mean, I have my agency that handles that. I, I try not to focus on it at all. I mean, if the Red Sox want to approach me, I you know happily I listen. But um, you know, I, we're, we're, we got a lot of things going on right now, baseball-wise, and that's the last thing I want to think about is the offseason and where I might be next year. And um, you know, I'm I'm here. I want to focus on making it to the playoffs and you know winning the World Series. Final thing: Does this feel like home to you? Does this feel like this is the spot where you obviously had success in 18? You've created you know the baseball life that you want. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love being here. Our fans are absolutely incredible. They show up every night, day in and day out, and we we compete every every year. We roll out with a team that has a great chance of winning the World Series, and it's just piecing everything together. And you know, I love it. Here. Also, talked with the Red Sox, Alex Verdugo. He's been coming around, and we discussed the red hot Tommy Pham, who's been key for the Red Sox in taking three out of four to end their homestand against the Orioles and the. Yankees and winning that series in Pittsburgh as well. Feels like your swing has been really good over the last month. What have you noticed, and has anything gone into that, or has it just been a matter of finding success when you've been hitting the ball hard all year? Yeah, just um, kind of that, right? And uh, also just you know sticking with my approach better. You know, not trying to pull and just you know really staying inside the ball and you know working to the big part of the field. Uh, I think for me, that's it helps me. You know, lay off off speed. It helps me, you know, hit the off speed pitches to right better than when I'm trying to pull fastballs. Then I'm out in front and like, you know, hooking this hooking the off speed. So, for me, it's just you know seeing the ball deep and uh, you know staying inside it and, and just you know having my thoughts like to the big side of the field. In a stretch where the big three aren't hitting the way they usually hit, and obviously they'll come around. Does anything change for for you, particularly in that four spot where you're like, okay, I have to, you know. Obviously, what you just said, you need to take the ball all fields. But does, does anything change for you in regard to, you know, I need to to step up in these spots? Uh, no. I mean, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, um, for me, nothing really changes. Like, I, I just I want to go out there and hit. You know, I want to go out there and barrel up some balls. And, uh, you know, I feel like when I'm not chasing results, that's when the best things happen. Uh, you know, I feel. <laughs> even through like the slump like of the you know first two months of the the year like I felt like I was hitting the ball good at times like it wasn't the best you know there was some frustrating outs but I mean I've always felt like you know I've been doing pretty well pretty good job of driving the ball and uh you know hitting some things hard it's just from defensive shifts outfield shifts you know they've taken away a lot of balls that I've hit to left like right down the line they've taken balls that I've hit you know to right center and it's just the way they shifted me is it's been interesting. So, you know, just learning those things and then um, you know, recently just, you know, just really focusing on just putting putting the barrel on the ball and uh hey, good things happen. We know those guys are going to start hitting and everything's going to, you know, turn around, but um I'm just my main focus right now is to get to 300 and, you know, hopefully still want to hit 40 doubles, so, you know, we're we're close, but Gotta keep going. Do you feel you've adapted to the shift? As you mentioned, you're a foul line to foul line hitter, and that's something you pride yourself on. They've kind of shifted to that and taken away some hits while also moving guys to the right side of the infield. Do so you feel you've been able to adapt to that, and that's why you're finding more hits as well? Um, part of it is like you know you learn, you just learn about like uh, you know the teams when you keep facing them, keep seeing the same shift. You understand like all right, like what what they're doing, how they're going to pitch me, what they want me to do, and. Uh, I think just lately I've just been really on it with that and, you know, just kind of been 
you know, watching the game, reading the game, and, and just really, like, in tune with it. My at-bats, it feels like I'm on the stuff, you know. I'm, I'm knowing when off-speed's coming. I'm knowing when, like, it just, you know, you just have that, that sense, that, that comfortability. Like, I just feel fine. Like, you know, I can see the ball, hit the ball, and whatever happens, happens. You know, let, let that, let that kind of go. It's just, um, at the end of the day, like, it's still, you know, <laughs> they're still making good plays, right? You know, they're still going to make plays. They're still going to, you know, balls are, bloopers are going to drop. The liners are going to be right at them. So it's just, you know, control what we can control, and that's putting a good at-bat and, you know, sticking with my approach. Final thing I wanted to ask you about Tommy and Eric, Tommy Pham and Eric Osmer and how they've helped this lineup. It seems like they've extended the lineup a lot. They have obviously different types of approaches, but their their personalities as well as their performance seems to have you know, fit in well. Again, as the, the the big three have have had some difficulties as of late, those guys have kept, helped to keep the offense afloat. Yeah, definitely. Um, having Haas here is, is, is great. Having Pham here is great as well. You know, these guys are are um, veterans these guys are guys that have done it for a while and you know had a lot of success doing it so uh you know that's no there's nothing different now you know them being over here they're still they're still guys they're still producing they're still having great at bats and you know contributing so it, it definitely adds length to our lineup it definitely gives us a different look to our lineup for pitchers and uh you know these are guys when when they get hot and and they're rolling like they can easily carry a team. So um, yeah, we're we're excited to have them. Great clubhouse guys, great guys in general, and you know it's been a lot of fun. More on the Red Sox coming up in our Legends segment as we'll talk with John Lester in just a little bit. Let's head over to the New York Yankees side of things, and things have been bad for the Yankees. Losing 13 out of 14 games, one of the lone bright spots has been Andrew Benintendi. He won that Saturday night game at Fenway Park pretty much by himself. IKF, Isaiah kind of falafa helping as well, but Benintendi's been big for the Yankees. We talked about his return to Fenway Park. First time since the trade that he was back at Fenway Park this past weekend. Just talk about what it was like to come back here, the fan reaction. Obviously, Brock was getting on you a little bit with the Boo Benny campaign. What was what was all that like and compared to what you, maybe what you expected? No, it was good. Obviously, it's been a while since I've been back here, so uh, you know, it was good to see, you know, the stadium again and um, to play against some old teammates. So, uh, but overall, it was good. Um, the atmosphere was good, so uh, it's good to be back. Obviously, fans have looked at that trade and have been not all that happy with the results from it. I'm just curious as to you know, your feelings on it. Is that something that's completely in the past? So you know, it's a number of years ago, or you know, do you still think about what could have been with you know that outfield that everybody loved, obviously, so much? Yeah, no. I, I... I haven't even thought about it, honestly, because I mean, it's something I can't control. It's you know out of my hands. So um, you know at that point you just kind of sit back and just listen to where you're going to go or where you're staying. So um, yeah, I mean obviously I've made a lot of good friends over there and um, you know, friends that'll last longer than my career. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing, right? Is the relationships in mm-hmm. that 18 team and what are some of how would you kind of define that group and the bond that group had? Obviously, everybody saw that photo out in uh, Los Angeles for the All-Star Game where all you guys were out there, and it seemed like that was a really tight-knit special group. And Alex, I thought, really talked about that a lot in your role in that group and kind of driving that group. No, it was definitely a good group. Um, you know, they had all played together for a long time coming up through the minors, and then I you know, joined them in 16, and um, they took me in and made me feel comfortable and a part of that team. So, um, no, it was definitely a special team. Um, you know, obviously one of the 
I like to say one of the best that has ever been assembled. So, um, you know, it's fun to look back and talk about that. What's clicking for you this year? Obviously, there's not a lot of dudes hitting over 300 in the league. You're one of those guys. What's what's worked for you, not just here, but also in Kansas City? Um, just, I guess, just taking what the defense gives me, not trying to do too much. Just, uh, you know, I guess try to beat the shift sometimes when, uh, you know, you're facing a tough guy and just take your hits here and there. And, um, you know, just really knowing when to take a shot and when not to. Well, it's been made about how you know, you changed, sort of, quote unquote, in order to try to hit more home runs, bulked up, and so forth. Have you have you kind of gone back on that and realized this is who I am? I have one of the best swings that anybody's ever seen, and my game is taking it to all fields. And what was kind of the incentive to to do that after you know trying to hit, to hit for more power? Yeah, I think um, you know, for me, I think after going through that. And, you know, that season, 2019, I was actually having a better year until that last month where I was, you know, right. had some injuries and yep. everything. Um, I mean, maybe not power-wise, but I still, was, I think, hit 40 doubles and 16 homers, I think it was. But, um, you know, I think now it's just kind of realizing the player I am and, you know, what, what I'm capable of and what's going to make me the most, you know, make me the best player I can be for the team I play for. Sweet, Benny. Good yeah. to see you. You too. Good yeah, you too. appreciate it. Andrew Benintendi right there. The Baltimore Orioles brought up their top prospect, Adley Rushman, a little over a month ago. And at first he struggled a little bit. And it's tough as a catcher to learn the pitching staff, learn the opposition, while you're also trying to get things going on the offensive side of the game. But he has done well. He's around the top five in pretty much all offensive and defensive categories as a rookie. And I talked with him about how he's been able to maintain that balance. Obviously, for a catcher, there's so much that goes into a day-in, day-out basis. For you as a, as a rookie catcher, what were the challenges, particularly early on, and how did you overcome you know, learning the pitching staff, learning an opposing pitching staff in order to try to establish yourself as a hitter, and how did you kind of parse through that and find a place where you're having success? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that as time goes on, just the more days you have, the more times you're going through the meetings, seeing different teams, different parks, and uh, just getting accustomed to the pitchers. Just as time goes on, it just you know becomes more apparent like what you're supposed to do on a day-to-day basis. Do you feel entirely comfortable at this point, or is it still kind of a, a process of getting your feet set as a, as a big leaguer? You know, it's tough to answer that. I know that, you know, every day is, you know, a new day where you learn new things. And so I think just kind of taking that as it comes is is the biggest thing I try and focus on is, um, you know, just getting better every day. What stood out to you about this group so far and, you know, the reasons for the the team, the reasons why this team has had success? Um, I think, you know, our our team focuses on, uh, you know, the controllable aspects of the game. I think uh, we come out every day and, uh, guys are excited to be around each other. Uh, we have, you know, high character guys on this team, and guys who support each other. And I think that uh, goes a long way. There's so many things in baseball that are uncontrollable. As a, a young player, in particular, like, how do you let those things go and focus, you know, particularly on the things that you can control? Uh, it's you know something you got to work at. Um, it's something I'm not always perfect on, but I uh, try and just reflect and uh, get better every day, and uh, just try and you know. At the end of the day, look back and see what I could have done better. Final thing, first thing, first time at Fenway. How do you go about taking that in? How does the ballpark compare to you know your expectations? Just kind of getting here, getting a feel for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was shoot, it was uh, my second away series, so uh, definitely it was an eye-opening experience. Uh, 
when I was here for the first time. So it's uh, it's definitely nice now because I think I appreciate it a little bit more. Cool. Thanks. Thank Good you. to meet you. Appreciate yep. it. Mentioned it earlier. Do our Legends segment now. John Lester was at Fenway Park. Lester, and I was thinking about it, he is a guy you can make an argument for being in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, the baseline is Jack Morris. Jack Morris, a 3.90 ERA, has a reputation as being a big game pitcher, mostly based upon that Game 7 in 91, 10-inning performance uh, in the World Series to put the Twins over the top against the Braves. But his postseason numbers were not all that great. Lester's are much better. You can certainly make the argument that John Lester is a Hall of Famer. I don't know if that's going to play out or not, but certainly could make the argument. Here is Lester. John, just what's it like for you to be back here as a fan with your family? And what are some of the kind of feelings in that? I mean, it's good. Um, you know, I'm just I'm excited. I was excited for them to see and, and be a part of this, and um, you know, no better series to come to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good. Like we've talked it up so much to them, and they don't really remember. You know, I got traded when he was he was on his fourth birthday, so um, I think Walker wasn't even one, and she was nowhere in the in the picture. So it's nice to to bring them back and and let them see it and be a part of it. And uh, you know, I mean, you can't really beat Fenway Park, so uh, you know, it's cool for them to to come be a part of this. And they're doing the ground screw tonight, so that'll be fun for them. So what's it like, you know, for you, kind of reliving some of your memories here to try to pass along to, to them and kind of give them that that experience. And what, has there been you know some memories that have come up for you that you like you want to be sure that you talk to them about? No, I mean we I mean obviously they know the, the World Series stuff and uh, you know as they're getting older they're they're starting to pay attention to you know the YouTube and the MLB the show and you know whereas before I was you know just dad and which is what I want. Um, you know, they see some stuff along the way that, that I've done and been able to accomplish, and I think they understand it a little bit more now. And um, But no, I mean, I, it, like, like I said, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I'm dad. I want them to, you know, they get been fortunate enough to, to be around me with a lot of great players, guys like Riz, and, you know, they get to develop that relationship. And, um, you know, so it's cool to, for them to come and, and see him and, you know, even though he is a Yankee and then being on the side, but, you know, the friendships and the and the stuff, you know, never really, never really die. So it's fun for them to, for me to be a part of, of now their lives and, and, and see their faces light up when they get to see guys like Riz and, you know, they saw Aaron Judge yesterday and uh, we got here a little late so we didn't get to see, you know, any of the Yankee guys or any of the Red Sox guys. So, um, you know, last night we saw Bogey in the, in the tunnel and, they got to meet him and you know so it's like it's cool to for them to to meet guys that you know or see guys that now they're you know playing video games with and they're like oh you know i got to meet xander bogart so i got to see aaron judge and so that, that's that's the coolest part for me as a competitor how difficult is it to not be in the game and do you find yourself you know playing along when you're watching or you've been able to kind of just take a step back be dad pursue other interests yeah. yeah no it's been actually really easy um we really hadn't watched a lot of baseball um like like i said now they're they're starting to, to pick up you know being in atlanta all their buddies are Braves fans so they're they're starting to to pick up on that and um like i said playing video games and stuff like that they're 
they're starting to see other guys and you know if we're watching tv or whatever and we get an alert saying yankees are on you know like hey let's see if riz is hitting or phillies are on let's see if schwarber's hitting so they got you know they got their guys that that they've gotten to grow up and watch with the cubs and um you know so they've got you know they're, they're fans in their own right for for certain guys so that's really the only baseball we watch so the competitive side of it is it's long gone um you know, I get my fill in other ways on the golf course, or you know, in, di- in different you know different avenues. But uh, no, it's been it's been easy to to be on the other side and sit up there and watch watch the game last night. It was just fun to be a fan and and enjoy watching. Falling, what do you think of Xander's situation? That you know, I've had the same conversations with him this year that I remember having for back with you about a desire to stay here and the fans' desire to keep. You here and it seems like it's a very similar dynamic what are your thoughts on how it's kind of played out and how he should kind of view it from a player's perspective man to be honest I, I mean I haven't followed it enough to really okay. you know kind of speak on it I know um, you know a guy like like him is very similar to myself where you're you're brought up through an organization and you win with the organization and um, you know you want to be be in one place and, and it's and it's hard it's a hard thing to do on both sides um, you know, hopefully they can figure out a way and, and, and keep him here. Uh, if not, you know, Bogey's going to be fine wherever he goes. He's going to be a superstar, and he's going to continue to be himself and, and put up crazy numbers, and hopefully it leads to a, to a Hall of Fame career for himself. But um, it's, it's just a hard situation when you're not a part of it on a day-to-day to, to really speak on it. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've talked about it a couple times, but – you know, when, when players want to stay, they want to stay, and uh, it, it just—it's it, a hard thing to understand the business side of baseball. It's a—it's a—it's—it's it's one of the crappier, crappier things you have to worry about. But um, you know, you have to understand that it is a business, and they're trying to run a business, and you know, you have to run a business through yourself sometimes, and you got to separate your mind from your heart, and it's a hard thing to do sometimes. But I'm sure it'll work out for them one way or the other, and. Like I said, hopefully he continues to put up numbers and, and leads to a Hall of Fame career because that's, that's the type of player he is. Sweet. Enjoy your night. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks. You. Yeah. John Lester right there. I talked with Nestor Cortez, Yankee starter, about how you bring fans inside the game a little bit more. He did a great job of the All-Star game with this, and we talked about what it will be like to do that in the regular season. Fans are always looking for you know insight into what goes on yeah. behind the scenes. And I'm, I'm curious like as to how comfortable you know you would be with that kind of during a regular season game, um, given the competitive dynamics. And do you think that you know baseball needs a little bit more of that to you know humanize its it's stars, and how would you, you know, kind of go about doing it? Um, yeah, what you guys saw in the Oscar game was incredibly hard for us. Um, I think trying to execute, trying to compete, but also give content to the fans and the and the viewers um, was a little was a little tough, to be honest. Um, I don't know what way the game will go, you know, as far as that that goes with you know being mic'd up and having that spotlight on you, you know, for 162 games and kind of takes away that that competitive edge i think yeah uh i think if if you know not only fans can ha- have access to it but if the other team has access to that stuff and they know what you're thinking when you're out there uh maybe when they face you again or if the other team that's watching that faces you the next day um can have a competitive edge on you so you know i don't know how 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 that would go but to be honest i loved it i loved interacting i love uh 
you know, there was times that I said, okay, I'm going to go down and away here. I missed up and in. Right. So, right. so fans can see like what we're trying to do, but it, it, not necessarily all the time. We're, you know, we're not robots and we're not perfect every single time. So that puts it to perspective how hard our job is too. Yankee starter, nasty Nestor Cortez right here on the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Thank you so much for being with us here on the Press Pass today. We'll catch up with you again next week.